study at the world's only film school dedicated entirely to comedy. The only one. The Harold Ramis Film School at the Second City is looking for diverse applicants of all experience levels and backgrounds. Apply by May 18th for the year-long program starting this fall in Chicago. Go to RamisFilmSchool.com or call 312-883-1241 to schedule a tour or to attend their next open house. Hey there, folks. Welcome to another episode of The Cracked Podcast, the podcast all about why being alive is more interesting than people think it is. My name is Alex Schmidt. I'm also known as Schmitty the Clam. I'm also known as Schmitty the Champ. And I am also, also glad that whenever I am facing hard times, I can lean on uplifting and spiritual songs like this one. Just remember that you're standing on a planet that's evolving and revolving at 900 miles an hour. That's orbiting at 19 miles a second, so it's reckoned a sun that is the source of all our power. That song is called Galaxy Song. It's from the final Monty Python movie, which was a sketch movie called Monty Python's The Meaning of Life. The song has Eric Idle leading Terry Jones, RIP. Uh, anyway, it's Idle leading Jones's character through a thoughtful exploration of our universe. And to me, it peaks with its ending because its ending is this killer joke. So remember when you're feeling very small and insecure, how amazingly unlikely is your birth. And pray that there's intelligent life somewhere up in space Cause there's bugger all down here on Earth And that joke brings us to our topic this week. We're talking about regular stuff we should all stop mistaking for aliens. One more time, that is regular stuff we should all stop mistaking for aliens. Because everybody acknowledges that, you know, if there is intelligent life out there, that would be thrilling, that would be really neat. However... I think not everybody acknowledges that it's also thrilling to debunk false evidence of aliens. It is neat to know how the world actually works. It's also good to clear out the fake evidence, right? Because then the real evidence is noticeable and understandable. And for another thing, it turns out one way that being alive is more interesting than people think it is, is that almost all the supposed alien evidence falls into three simple categories of stuff. Three categories, which we will get into on the episode here. Everybody's kind of just repeating each other with their fake alien stuff. It's all just sort of one story over and over again. And I think that's fascinating. And I'm thrilled we explored that fascinating topic today with two very funny comedy folks who are doing just about my favorite current comedy involving space aliens. My guests today are David Christopher Bell and Mujan Zulfagari. Starting with Dave, if you're a Cracked fan, you have read or heard David Christopher Bell's writing. He's amazing. He's also a great podcaster, longtime Cracked person who's since gone on to build the amazing Gamefully Unemployed comedy operation. Gamefully. Very fun. And it's with his co-podcaster and host, Tom Ryman. So please follow our food notes and listen to their stuff. Uh, and in particular, they make a podcast entitled Fox Mulder is a Maniac, which is what it sounds like. It's the critical and hilarious X-Files podcast that you need. And then Mujan Zulfagari is another returning guest to our show. You may know her as one of the voices of Mission to Zix, which is a fantastic improv comedy podcast that's set in a sci-fi universe. So she's constantly writing and creating jokes and situations that involve sci-fi stuff, which includes aliens. She thinks about this all the time and makes great comedy out of it. So follow the footnotes to Gamefully Unemployed and Mission to Zix. And that's all the setup you need. So please sit back. 
or get another loan from the bank to keep your farm afloat because you lost part of your crop because people did another crop circle hoax just to like entertain themselves. Actual jerks, I think. And either way, here's this episode of the Cracked Podcast with David Christopher Bell and Mujan Zolfagari. I'll be back after we wrap up. Talk to you then. There's uh, all kinds of very specific things that just keep coming up as evidence of aliens all the time. We've got three big categories today. It is stuff that gets mistaken for aliens and UFOs, lazy media tropes, and hoaxes. Those are the three. That's that's where it always goes. First uh, thing that gets mistaken for aliens or UFOs is anything happening at Area 51. Are you, are you guys Area 51 people? I should say I've seen very little of the X-Files. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know if they like go there all the time no. on the show. It's In the X-Files, it's Ellis Air Force Base in Utah. It's the second episode called Deep Throat. Wait, is, it's like a stand-in for Area 51? I think or? it's – they mention Area 51, I think, but it's kind they of do. a stand-in. They're like, yeah. this is the real Area 51. Yeah. Okay. Mulder goes there. He breaks in because Seth Green helps him, and he gets <laughs> drugged and can't remember a thing. Sadly, Seth Green doesn't really come back again. No, he, he doesn't. It's <laughs> doesn't a shame. become a series regular, but yeah. – uh, <laughs> uh, I like Seth Green made me do it. It's a great yeah. motivation. Oh, yeah. And yeah, character. he was playing Seth Green. A hundred percent, yeah. <laughs> I th- always knew about it, but I didn't really know anything. It was always associated growing up with aliens. Yeah. Like, to me, at least. But it's not. <laughs> <laughs> it does check out that it's where real shady stuff goes down. Like, I get why the government would just be like, yeah, it's aliens. Yeah. It's aliens. The government's, uh, like, happy to make it about aliens. Oh, like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, focus on the aliens, not the things we're doing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Our big source here is an article from Vox.com. Uh, which gets into the entire history of Area 51. It's a huge place. Like there's a map of the Nevada Test and Training Range, which is roughly the size of Connecticut, and is subdivided into a bunch of numbered areas, including number 51. That's just the one that everybody suspects. That's the area that we love the most. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but like one through 50, nobody's thinking about it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's only just been rumors, right? (laughs) There's no (laughs) alien stuff going on there. Yeah, because we're, we're pulling from, it's an author named Annie Jacobson, who is an investigative reporter. They were a 2016 finalist for the Pulitzer Prize, and they wrote a book, Area 51, An Uncensored History of America's Top Secret Military Base. They interviewed over 70 people who had firsthand knowledge of the facility, including 32 who lived and worked there. Hmm. And it's mainly a place where, since the 1950s, we've been testing spy equipment. Yeah. yeah. That's what's going on. It is a pretty shady place, though. Like, I believe people have to fly into it. Like, you can't. And it, they have yeah. people whose jobs are to make sure nobody else comes in. They just, like, camouflage. and Yeah. There's it's a, very secretive. Yeah. yeah, there's a culture of secrecy, which makes sense. The government loves that stuff. Because if you can do spy <laughs> stuff, why not? When I was looking into this, the stuff about Bob Lazar, hmm. Lazar... Because he apparently is the reason it got, or I don't know if he originated, but he was the guy who like claimed to work at Area 51 and did like an interview where his face was shrouded and talked about the reticulant aliens or the greys from the X-Files. And then it was sort of outed that like he didn't really go to any of the schools that he said he did and like the science he was saying <laughs> didn't make sense. But from what I can tell, he's like the main source of all this Area 51. Well, that and the Roswell and all that. Right, because this alien mythology, it seems like it's a couple consistent things always being conflated and put together. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and also it seems just like overall with like the research, it's if someone has any 
any background at all that can make them legitimate, even if they're crazy. If they say anything, people are like, yeah, we're just going to run with that. Like, let's not check it out. He's saying it. Aliens do exist. Yeah. That guy's been to a college once. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. as you picked out, Dave, uh, this guy, Bob Lazar, he went on like local Nevada media in the 1980s and said, hey, there's a flying saucer at Area 51. And then people looked into him and he claimed to have master's degrees from Caltech and MIT but records show that he attended neither institution. Also, the Air Force and Los Alamos National Laboratories disavowed him despite his claims that he worked for them. Right. So I don't I don't know who he is. Or like, the government did that on purpose to right. discredit him. Alex. Oh, yeah, that's government. right. They picked out this Area 51 within the existing Nevada base they had where they were testing nuclear explosions. Uh, but they picked it out in the 1950s because they wanted to test things like the U-2 spy plane. Mm-hmm. U-2 is not just a band. It's also a spy plane from oh. the 1950s. Ooh. That was very nice of you guys. Uh, <laughs> and the plane flies at a very, very high altitude. It's about 70,000 feet rather than like 35 for a regular commercial airplane. And so people would just see an unusually high object in the sky and right. want to know what was going on. What, was that, that was in the thing that was in the shape of a saucer? Like, why is this sh- saucer shape? It seems like a lot of the saucer mythology comes from Roswell in particular. So like Area 51, it's more objects. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. And then just this guy claiming he had a saucer. So there's no pictures or nothing, as far yeah. as I can tell. Yeah. I assume this all came out of like books and pop culture before this as well, with flying saucer imagery and... Yeah. Well, you also, Dave, you picked out an amazing H.G. Wells thing where he described something that it seems like a forerunner of of the just constant thing where people are like, there are teardrop headed Mm -hmm. uh, Mm -hmm. humanoids (laughs) everywhere. Yeah. Like you you go into space, you're just bumping into them all the time. And you're like, ah, geez, I'm just trying to be in space. Right. Right. It was (laughs) the H.G. Wells is about like the future of humans. So like it was like big head, no more like noses, no more ears. Yeah. So I guess that was his view of evolution. Like all that, those holes, get rid of all that. We don't need that <laughs> anymore. We got big brains. It's fine. And yeah, the Betty and Barney Hill abduction, they described it the same way, which I think is what like, because H.D. Wells obviously thought of it first and then it sort of slowly went into like, this is what the gray aliens must look like. Yeah. And that's the aliens that, yeah, you see in like the X-Files and most movies and TV about aliens from there on. And you mentioned Betty and Barney Hill. That was a, a famous claimed alien experience in the 60s, right? That was a couple. Yeah, they were driving home and then they couldn't remember anything. And then I think Betty Hill got like hypnosis therapy and recalled a bunch of stuff and talked about going to the Zeta Reticuli system and like this whole story about that. And that's where the reticulin aliens come from. And she described the alien as like four long fingers like three or four feet tall, big head. And that's like the classic alien look now. I think that's the emoji for an alien. Yeah. That head. Yeah. yeah they, like it's, it's canon. It's, yeah. <laughs> Which is so funny because that version of an alien is like the human race because we believe we're superior to everything. It's like a small diminutive, like we believe aliens to be tiny and frail, but they right. have brains. Yeah. As opposed to us, like, humans that are strong and large and like <laughs> tiny brains, but we can fight. Just think about it. <laughs> right. Yeah. Because yeah. in, like, in fantasy stuff, like a, a troll or an ogre or something will be huge. And that's yeah. the problem. Yeah. yeah. But these aliens, it's like, oh, they're tiny and they're thinking too hard. Yeah. And I think Wells <laughs> did one about going to the moon or going to – later we can go to Mars that did it as their just heads with like tentacles. Mm. So like we reduced that even more to just big brains with tentacles. Right. And that's it. 
Oh, Nothing yeah. scares us more than people who are more smarter than yeah. us. Yeah. <laughs> like when we are scared of things coming out of the ocean, it's like all tentacles. It's sort of the same thing. The Kraken and stuff like that are kind of look the same as aliens. It's like the sky and the ocean, the two places we can't really go, we, we're mm. terrified of and we create these creatures that look kind of similar. Because especially since it, I feel like it ties in with Area 51 because it's like from the West and from the middle of the 20th century, we've also got Roswell here. Roswell is pretty similar to Area 51 because in the area of Roswell, New Mexico, there was a U.S. military project called Project Mogul, uh, which was to develop extremely high altitude balloons that could monitor Soviet nuclear tests. Uh, the Soviets would successfully blow up a bomb in 1949. But in 1947, uh, they were testing these balloons to track that. And a farmer found pieces of basically a b wrecked balloon uh, yeah. in his fields. And then it was passed to a sheriff, then passed to several like army officers and intelligence people. And then one of them just up and told Roswell local media that it was a flying saucer. Yeah. And yeah. that's where we got it. That's the whole thing. You yeah. think they would be prepared? Like if you're taking a bunch of advanced equipment, tying it to balloons and just sending it off. They must have been prepared for inevitably when some farmer finds that stuff, right? Like, that's a bad plan for experimenting with equipment. Yeah, yeah. You don't put anything on a balloon you expect to have come back to you. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Although I'm sure also at that point they're like, yeah, it's an alien. We're not yeah. doing anything with Russia. We're not spying yeah. on them. What that's, is... The yes. U.S. military spent, like, the whole Cold War doing that. Yeah. Apparently. It's uh, kind of a fun prank, yeah. but also it's yeah, where all this about, stuff yeah, comes everyone from. Everyone look left. Everyone look left. Yeah, focus on that. Don't focus on yeah. the inevitable end of the, the earth, possibly. Uh, <laughs> we were probably more than happy to focus on that, too. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's, a fun, it's just also thinking about a world outside of this world, of like earth, yeah. like society. Yeah. yeah, it gives us hope. Of like, <laughs> please save <laughs> us or do something. Right, when humans are kind of failing us, we're like, oh, come on, yeah. aliens. Again, this origin of this Roswell thing, uh, we've got a Smithsonian article about uh, the exact origin of it. And it was a rancher named W.W. Brazel. Uh, Great his, name, yeah. first yeah, of all. Yeah. Really good. <laughs> and uh, his son, Vernon, they were just on their property, which is also 80 miles away from Roswell. And then they found a large area of bright wreckage made up of rubber strips, tinfoil, Rather tough paper and sticks. Mm. Classic alien mm -hmm. ship. Mm -hmm. Right. Like that's just like crafts. That's yeah. not uh, that's not spacecraft. It's just, uh, you know, arts and crafts. I yeah. think I think the idea is that alien ships would be out of a material so alien to us that it would seem like foil or something like that. That's how <laughs> you explain it. Whereas like this is all like this would never go into space. It must be some crazy alien material. And it's like, no, nah, you had the first part right. Right. <laughs> right. When aliens make Reynolds rap, it yeah. really does incredible things. Yeah. Also, it's just also like when you're saying that how it went to like local enforcement and they were like telling each other and trying to figure it out and how then it jumped to aliens. It's like because they didn't have the information. They were, they're not in that tier of like they're not part of the CIA or whatever. Like they just don't know. W.W. and Vernon, they brought it to the sheriff. And then I'm surprised that the sheriff was able to do this, but he brought it to the Roswell Army Airfield Colonel. Again, many mm, miles away. Okay. Colonel brought it to the general, and then the general looped in an intelligence officer named uh, Major Jesse Marcel. And then on July 8th, 1947, Marcel just went to the Roswell Daily Record paper. Yep. And then uh, the headline was RAAF captures flying saucer on ranch in Roswell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh. Deflecting. Which is yeah. so far, like every word of the headline is further off from <laughs> <Yeah>. what happened. <laughs> 
the body of it said that, uh, you know, the 509th Bombardment Group has come in possession of a flying saucer. And then the recently retired curator of space history at the Smithsonian, Roger Lanius, says, quote, apparently it was better from the Air Force's perspective that there was a crashed alien spacecraft right, yeah. out there than to tell the truth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That's what happened. Yeah. yeah. They didn't want to talk about their secret balloons. That's the whole thing. <laughs> it kind of makes an <laughs> equation or like a cheat moving forward. If you ever hear about aliens, it's like, oh, no, something shitty's happening yeah. in the government. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, like a, I like a world where all... All these like supernatural things are the government. Like they accidentally made like a real hairy guy one day, and they're like, "Yeah, yeah Bigfoot, that's fine." Uh, <laughs> we didn't we didn't let a hairy guy on LSD into the woods. Yeah, he's not part of many others. We didn't create a, yeah. an army. What are you talking about? <laughs> we didn't make a Chewbacca army. What? It's fine. <laughs> Just Eisenhower pounding on the desk like we need hairy men. <laughs> that's how, how we'll fight. Yeah, <laughs> they have Sputnik. We have Bigfoots, so it's gonna be fun. <laughs> Back to Area 51, like that U-2 spy plane was uh, a really huge uh, advantage for the U.S. intelligence-wise. And then when a U-2 crashed in the Soviet Union, it was a whole diplomatic dust-up that we'll link about. You might remember it from like AP U.S. history or something. Mm. Uh, but these Not were... regular, but AP. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, yeah, the regular type, they don't have the clearance to no. know about this. But like all that stuff, the government has all these interests in just confusing you with sci-fi stuff if you are doing that to yourself uh, yeah. instead of finding out about what they're doing. Sure. But, you know, yeah. the other side of it, it's it's those people who then believe everything is a government covering up aliens. You never know really yeah. who to trust. Maybe the Cold War never happened. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. I was born like five wa- years ago. Like a wag the dog situation? <laughs> Very young. Yeah. And this sort of ties in nicely to the idea of the government has stuff, but they're covering it up. Because another very common one is NASA sends a rover to Mars. And then there's just something odd in the picture that, again, the government has released to the public. We all have it. Yeah. Uh, But there's something weird in the picture. And then people say, that must be alien stuff. Right. Like the government. All the time. (laughs) Like the government's like, oh, there's an alien in that picture. Ah, they won't notice. It's fine. Yeah. Throw it on Dropbox. Who cares? Yeah. Yeah, also, our footage is not that great yet, and so we can't really tell, like, a lot of the, even, like, the early man on the moon yeah. or anything now of, like, Mars. Like, there's this one scientist, or, like, someone who believed, like, it could be, like, a slug or bacteria because he just saw, like, a mound, but it was very low resolution. Like, the people are just guessing. Like, yeah. there's, no, there's no real evidence, and it's, it's frankly annoying. Yeah. <laughs> I um, For a Cracked article a long time ago, I went to the NASA's JPL and talked to them, and they pointed out something really obvious, which is that, like, the idea that the JPL, who does the rover... Because it's, um, it's the Jet Propulsion Laboratory. Uh, laboratory. Yeah, yeah. They, they have, a, like, a model rover there. They're the, they have the mission control. If you remember the Mohawk guy... When we launched the rover, there was like yeah. a meme oh. of the most. Yeah. I saw him there. Yeah, like it's yeah, yeah. it's just. Does he still have? Oh yeah, okay. he's got it. You know, he's yeah, got. He's thing. yeah. So they're they're monitoring like the rover and stuff at all times. And we asked them about alien life, and they're like, you know how bad our funding is. Like right. if there was alien life, we would love to tell you because it would maintain our jobs. Right. It would give like NASA like legitimacy, yeah. like actual budget. Yeah. They're like, stuff. that's that's the reason we're going into space. Like that's what everybody wants to find. If we found it, why would we keep that to ourselves? Right. I would be shooting ourselves in the foot. Their biggest problem would be because everybody would be so excited. Everybody would leak it at once and they would have to like contain it for a day like actually cover it up for a day so they can officially announce it through the right channels. And that was their biggest worry about finding life was yeah. like 
just the fact that every jerk working at the JPL would like tweet out found alien life OMG and that would be how everybody found out. So yeah, they they would love to find aliens. That's why right. they're working there, you know? Yeah. yeah. They just don't want to get scooped. They want like an organized PR release. Right. And that's yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> and like yeah, the idea with these pictures where people are like, "Oh, there's something in there." They're like, "No, we checked. Trust me." Like we we're looking at these harder than you. Yeah, but I see I the see internet. the shadows. They make a mouse. Mice yeah. live on Mars. Fact. <laughs> there is a a real story which I'm excited if we do go back to the moon, kind of. We should spend our money going to Mars, but um yeah. the uh I think it was Apollo 11, they left their like bags of defecation up there. And it's just been there since then. And so if we ever go Uh, back there, we get to see like how this human bacteria has aged or developed being on the moon. Well, that's a movie, right? They've grown into monsters. They go into like poop monsters. Yeah. (laughs) That's perfect. Yeah. It's like a settlement that we like don't know about. Yeah. Anyway. Buzz Aldrin or somebody has to go on the mission and then he sees him and he's like, I never thought I'd see you again. <laughs> yeah. you know? like, it's a uh, does it like look like him? Father, <laughs> I've waited for you. <laughs> Why did you discard me? <laughs> You're no son of mine. <laughs> oh man, Oscars 2021. Yep, that's it. <laughs> that is so fun that the whole public is like NASA built this rover, and they sent it to take a bunch of pictures of everything. Yeah. But surely they didn't look closely at the pictures yeah. before they sent them to me, yeah. a, a guy with an internet connection. <laughs> the rocks in Mars rover pictures have been mistaken for everything from a fish to mm. a human thigh bone Uh-oh. to an uneaten jelly donut. And again, none, none of these things would be on Mars. If they uh, were, they'd have a story to tell. Right. <laughs> like a fish? Just an earth fish? Yeah. They were like, oh, it's like a big uh, trout like right. type fish. Oh, I yeah. love if NASA had that big press conference. Like, finally, after years, billions of dollars of research, lives lost, right. we found uneaten jelly donuts in space. <laughs> it would like, be it was all amazing. for this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it would be really amazing because they'd be just as confused as everybody else. Yeah, like, where uh, they're like, I don't know, teleportation, right? Does someone on Earth have one of those? Right. Found yeah. this fish <laughs> flopping around. It really needed help. We have no idea. They just exist. We don't know where it comes from. Yeah. But that's, I guess that's what space is. Right. <laughs> and just the one fish. Yep. Like, that's it. The fish is upset. We're upset. Yeah. Everybody's upset. There guys. is one scrunchie. We do not know where it's from. <laughs> I think it's so true. It's like if they actually found something, if something was real... First of all, when they're releasing the footage, NASA would know what they're releasing. Yeah. And they would be proud of it. Like, they would be so excited. They're like, yeah. fine, like this is a huge deal. Why are we? Unless it's, what's a reason why they would cover up finding aliens in Mars? I think it's like uh, what what Dave found at JPL. They were like, like yeah. no, we, we would be the main expense of the government yeah. if we found aliens. Like, we would be the budget now. It would be great. Right. <laughs> it's the best. Yeah. I'm trying to think of a scenario like, if there was aliens with like incriminating pictures of the people at JPL. That's true. Or like, Specifically. Yeah. yeah. Aliens yeah. that were just always dunking on them, just like really jerk aliens or something yeah. where they're like, ah, oh, screw those aliens. We're not telling anybody about you guys. Also, something like that, I think, would unite Earth. Like there'll be something we could be angry about or like excited about. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a Starship Troopers scenario. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, we have the enemy. We'll take them out. Yeah, we have the enemy. <laughs> yeah, Uneaten yeah. jelly 
goddamn town. <laughs> Where is it from? I like that you went to Starship Troopers is the best case version of Encountering Aliens. It would be so good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, it's not. Um, I did a trivia night many moons ago, and uh, the name of our team was the Fart Shit Poopers. Nice. The trivia person in charge said out loud, um, a, an adult named this team. <laughs> I'm proud of it. <laughs> we lost. We didn't do very well. But on the name front. Yes, very well. Winners. Yeah, I think there's a clear uh, winner that night. Thank you, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> there's also, there's a few other like more extreme versions of mistaking these pictures. One of them is that the Houston Chronicle, a, a real newspaper and everything, mm. uh, they ran a headline that was, quote, NASA cover-up? Curiosity rover images appear to show metal object on Mars. Right. And then uh, the article showed uh, the picture that they had. They were like, look at this blurry metal thing. Right. But uh, Alex, there was a question mark. So <laughs> they can't be held responsible for what they write. Yeah. You can say anything in a headline with a question mark. Yeah. It's fine. And they were lucky. I did a big upward inflection on yeah. it. Yeah. Not everybody yeah. does, you know? Because then the picture, it turns out it was one of those like panorama photos, like when, when you use technology to stitch together several photos. And so the metal object was just a piece of the rover that like stitched together weird in the panorama yeah. photo. Yeah. So it that's was, all that happened. It was a metal object on Mars, after all. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, basically a selfie of yeah. a metal yeah. object, uh, more or less. Yeah. <laughs> it's like they've never heard of the rover. Like there's a... Yeah. Metal object going around Mars, <laughs> taking photos and bringing it back to us. One thing I was surprised about the rover, this is a little off subject, but when I went to JPL, it's the size of a truck. Really? It is giant. It's so small. I know. I just assume it's small. It's giant, which kind of makes like, I hope aliens don't find it because they're going to be like, whoa, what is this? Yeah. It's yeah. terrifying. Where are, the, where are the aliens? Like, where are the scary aliens? And then that big spider onto Mars. To like drive around and take pictures, it's it's. Oh, I think of it as being like two feet high. Or yeah, something. yeah. But it's, it's like maybe not a truck, maybe like a car. It's like as really? tall as us. It, huh. It's big. But my favorite Mars rover story, though, is the fact that on its first birthday, it's saying "Happy Birthday" to itself. Yeah, all alone in space. <laughs> poor little robot. <laughs> Just one candle in a jelly yeah. donut. Oh. That it <laughs> that, oh, okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> The other story here is this is November of 2019. Uh, there was we're not we're not going to share the name and, and you'll find out why. But it's an Ohio University professor emeritus of arbovirology, which is bug diseases, the super short version. And he went around in November claiming that the Mars rover pictures indicate past and present life on Mars, and then did a bunch of like outlining the pictures, saying these are all the alien bugs on Mars. Like there's a bug here, there's a bug there. But he's he's also sort of a bug expert, so I think that was coloring his judgment. And then after that was reported, he's withdrawn his claims, asked never to be contacted ever again. It's probably like an older guy who was kind of slipping, you know. And then yeah. and then the media got yeah, a hold yeah. of him and asked him mean questions. I really don't like it. Don't yeah. care for him. Do do we know if it was like an interview he gave to someone, or how did yeah. he present this information? He presented at uh, the November 19th meeting of the Entomological Society of America ah. and had a bunch of slides with a bunch of little like. Oh, no, he did a lot of work. Yeah, like mm. like, like football <laughs> telestrator outlines of rocks that, that there's one example here in this space.com article where it's like 
here's a circle around the eye. Here's a circle around the thorax. Here's a circle around the abdomen. Like it, it's it's like an older guy who was like like border sad or slipping or something. Yeah. yeah. But then it, you, they can do headlines around it, and you know it's too yeah. bad. Don't like it. Although that oh, reminds yeah. me, that would be a character that like Fox Mulder be like, no, oh. he's right. Yeah. <laughs> no one believes him. Everyone's angry at this conference, but like I'm the one person who will give him the time of day. I like to believe there are bugs somewhere. I like to yeah. believe. That sucks. <laughs> the little space bugs would yeah. be fun. Our last thing that gets mistaken for aliens or UFOs, somebody who is usually either a scientist or an ex-astronaut says something kind of like just what you guys said. Like, oh, maybe there's this theory where aliens are a thing. Yeah. And then it gets reported with a headline of like, expert says aliens right, yeah. are here. Right. Which happens often and should stop. Yeah. It's the equivalent of like when Scorsese talked about Marvel where it's like, yeah, no, he's a, he's an expert, but it's just his opinion. Yeah. It doesn't mean anything. It's just this guy being like, yeah, no, aliens could exist. Because there's a, there's a correct article here, Six Idiotic Stories About Aliens the News Keeps Regurgitating by Mark Hill. And a few headlines here are, aliens stopped World War II nuclear battle between U.S. and Russia, mm. claims sixth man on the moon. <laughs> it's an astronaut named Edgar Mitchell yeah, yeah, yeah. who didn't really say that. He just like was pressed up with a bunch of questions about aliens and said something along the lines of, I don't know, you know, yeah. and then that was the article. I'm yeah. paraphrasing a bunch, but oh, that's no. what happened. Yeah. Going back to the Scorsese analogy, it, I think it's also the interviewers, right? They're like pushing things. Yeah. yeah. Like, what do you think about this? And they're like, man, I don't know. I, I Sure. Like, gun to your head. Do aliens exist? Yeah. I don't know. Yes, I knew it. Yeah. And also, I think NASA <laughs> doesn't like... mind this because, again, funding. Like, the more right. people are gunning for aliens, the more money they might get, hopefully. Yeah. yeah. And then astronauts can, I think most of them are just for many years have only been inner orbit. No one's gone outer orbit in a very, very long time. Mm -hmm. Like, we're not going anywhere besides the International Space Station. Yeah, because also if he's the sixth man on the moon, he's only been places other people have been. Yeah. So they yeah. didn't say anything. Why is he? Why is he know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah maybe the aliens came late or something to the moon. Yeah. Yeah. Because it just seems <laughs> like it's like... old school clickbait like yeah. news. Like we yeah, just need is. an article. We need a guy at a deadline. He needs something to write. Yeah. More headlines from the same thing. Aliens saved Earth from nuclear holocaust, claims Apollo 14 astronaut, colon, true or false? <laughs> what really mark? snuck that in there at the oh, end. It's the question mark. Another one. Earth may have been visited by hippie aliens in the 70s, which is all just jumping from this guy's like vague idea that maybe interest in like outer no, worlds helped stave off. No, we just saw like a off. dirty, like long haired guy. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, that's... <laughs> That's, that could never happen in my society. That's an alien. I feel like they play it fast and loose with the alien stuff because it's they don't feel like they're hurting anybody by putting out these headlines. Yeah, like yeah, it's like no well, whatever. It's only hurting the reputation of the person they're quoting. Mm -hmm. So I guess it is hurting mm -hmm, somebody. True. This particular story, it was in 2015, and a few months later, Edgar Mitchell passed away. Like he was, he was an old guy, you know. Like, yeah, and the media needs to leave. Old, yeah. old man alone, please. Like, yeah. It's not yeah. nice. <laughs> and at uh, that point, I don't know, but I imagine maybe you are thinking big picture or not. Yeah. Like maybe, yeah. What if aliens exist? I don't know. Yeah, They're, they should leave old men alone. And women. And just old people. Old people. <laughs> I think old celebrities, and it doesn't absolve the things they say, but yeah, when they like shove a microphone in like a 75-year-old's 
mouth and be like, what do you think about cancel culture? It's just like, don't ask the old person. Yeah, but then right. again, like, some 78-year-olds are running for president. That is so. a good <laughs> point. <laughs> yeah, them you can bother. You yeah, can you bother. can, you yeah, can bother those ask them a lot of questions. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Preferably in a big debate setting. Yes, uh, with yes, yes. Yes. And... Couple of them, too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's another one here where February 2019, there was a headline that said, quote, it's the space.com. The headline was, we're well on our way to discovering alien life, NASA chief says. And there's no question marks or anything. Okay. The actual story is that the head of NASA, Jim Bridenstine, was basically at, a, at an event like bragging about how much they've found on Mars and trying to get more money for it. And then a ways down in this article below that headline, it says, quote, none of these observations <laughs> guarantee that life exists or ever existed on Mars, but they do increase the probability Bridenstine stressed. And so, like, he didn't say anything wrong. Yeah. Just the headline was like, aliens. He, yeah, he's not wrong. He's just like, the yeah. more we're out there looking, the better our chances are of finding aliens. Yeah, that's all he said. Yeah. Oh, it's the goddamn media. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> this up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, still buy newspapers and yeah, stuff. Yeah, no, totally. Folks, but, totally. Uh, yeah. But, Listen to the news yeah. and be educated. I mean, the more newspapers you buy, the less they'll feel like they have to do headlines like this. Yes. That's very true. Yeah. Yeah. These That's are this true. is desperation. Yeah. This is them being like, we yeah. really need people to read us. Aliens exist. <laughs> there, we're all the National Enquirer now. Well, it seems like it's trying to get visibility and stuff because there's we've got a few more. We're really into the media tropes now, and a few more of them. One of them in, involves politicians that we were talking about before. Like consistently, especially in election years, you'll see stories once in a while that are along the lines of this U.S. politician will open the UFO files. Like, mm -hmm. ah, finally, when we elect them, they're yeah. going to go into the file that surely exists and uh, send it to us, and then we can all read it. It's going to be really exciting. Okay. Yeah. Fine, I'll open the file. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's, sure. that's it, right? It's just like, yeah, sure, I'm pro-aliens. Like, yeah. why not? It costs me nothing to say this. Yeah. Because it, well, it's like almost a question of, that's just, will you be transparent with the public as president? Right. right. It's a nuts version of it. But everyone would say, yes, I'll be transparent with the public. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Um, we currently have a president that can't shut his mouth. So I feel like we would find out now, right? He tweeted or something. He would definitely talk about it. Yeah. We'll also link Trump has been asked about it. And it's like creepy to me because he he basically said, I we had one brief meeting about it and it wasn't that interesting. And, you know, who cares? Yeah, which and is, didn't make it didn't mm -hmm. make any hay out of it. But also, there's a thing here with this overall through line of stories where there's a newspaper called the Conway Daily Sun, and that's from the town of Conway, New Hampshire, population ten thousand one forty seven, so not very big. Mm -hmm. yeah. And either a couple people or the whole paper, I'm not sure, but they make a point of asking every presidential candidate they can <laughs> about the UFO files. Yeah. Like, is this paper loves doing this, and we, we'll have links about it. There's several stories from this cycle and the previous one, too, of candidates having to say one way or another about what they would do with the UFO files. We have some of the answers, right? Or at least. Yeah. There's uh, Amy Klobuchar said, quote, I think we don't know enough. I don't know what's happened, not just with that sighting, but with others. And I think one of the things a president could do is to look into what's there in terms of what does the science say? What does our military say? Not a fan of that answer. Yeah, it's hedging, first of all. Yeah, I think the more <laughs> intense they get in the answer, the more worried I am. Yeah, yeah. If they're just like, yeah, sure. Hillary Clinton asked in 2016, said, quote, yes, I'm going to get to the bottom of it. 
Oh, wow. Just okay. is down. Just going to figure okay. it out. Yeah. Uh, someone wasted uh, her time with that. Very distinguished person. Yeah, she's like, yeah, yeah. I'll just uh, get to the bottom of it. Okay, let's right. move on. Let's move on. <laughs> yeah. What else is happening in the earth? <laughs> That's a good, uh, like, Secretary of State diplomat move. Yes. Like, sure, sure, sure. We're going to fix the Middle East. Like, yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah. We're going to do, do it. Like, Don't worry focus. about it. We're going to do it. When it happens, it happens. <laughs> it's going to happen. She would know, right? Because her husband was president, so... You so think. you think he'd he'd get the information? I'm sure it's like the first thing you ask when you become president, right? Like I w- I would right. certainly be like, tell me about the alien stuff, and the answer is probably <laughs> always like, there's not really anything, and I'd be like, ah, why did I take this job? Yeah, and then you spend the next four eight years just regretting. Or they're yeah. like, we'll tell you in four years. Yeah. Yes, okay, great. Oh, must be reelected. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's why Trump started campaigning the day yes, of the inauguration. I need to know about right. the aliens. Like, okay. <laughs> There's also a thing here. This is not that New Hampshire paper, but Bernie Sanders was asked about it on uh, our nation's paper of record, Joe Rogan. Mm. And he asked him asked him about it. And then Sanders, I think, was kidding. He said, quote, well, I tell you, my wife would demand I let you know and then promise to release the findings on Joe Rogan's podcast whenever he oh, finds out. Okay. Which is not a conversation any of us needed to have no. happen. In the yeah. world, no. I don't no. think it's not important <laughs> at all. Also, don't release it there first. I guess yeah. oh, man, more yeah. people would listen to that than other things. But, <laughs> well, yeah, it's a place to share it's it, a place. but uh, I don't know. Yeah, there's just going to be these headlines all the time, and they don't mean anything. Especially like you said, like Hillary would know from Bill if he knew. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't think the president has a file. Uh, just in general, <laughs> it's either it, it's the one of two things. It's either nothing, or it's so disturbing that every president yes. is like, "Oh my, I am changed now. I will yeah. never talk about this." If it's the one thing Obama and Trump feel the same about, yeah, know, exactly. Like it might yeah. be it, it's either nothing or crazy, like, but we won't find out either way. Yeah. <laughs> Forget it. Then we've got a few other headlines here that are are very different from those. One of them is octopuses are aliens. Okay, that's you a ever, fact. You ever seen this before? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, we can move on though. All right, cool. Right. That's the true one. <laughs> that's the true one. That is an intentional misreading of studies that merely say that the genetics of octopuses and the intelligence of octopuses is unusual uh, yeah. compared to other creatures on Earth. Right, it's us being afraid of anything smarter or anything yeah. intelligent. We're yeah. just af- we have we're so yeah afraid of that. But also, like you were saying, the idea of tentacles too. Yeah, that freaks us out. Octopuses yeah. are—they might not be aliens, but it's weird that every day we don't stop and go, "What? What's going on over there? Yeah. What are you guys doing?" Because they're like just sitting there, floating in the water, staring at us. They're so weird looking. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they're like they just like they don't seem like they fit in with the world. So I get it. Arrival had the quasi octopi sort mm-hmm. of aliens too of like yeah. that vision of it. I found them very scary. I did too, yeah. The but end. I'm also afraid of sea creatures. Sure, so sure, 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 sure. Well, yeah, like no joke. That's uh, a really healthy fear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The ocean doesn't want us there. We can't even drink the water. Mm. I don't get anybody yeah. who goes into the ocean. It's not it's not for us. Although There's blobfish monsters. are very cute. Yeah, blobfish are fun. Yeah. 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 So if aliens look like blobfish, okay, you can do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What if that's the secret all presidents oh, have? Oh, they're too like, adorable. Like... <laughs> In a way it's we just, cannot understand. It's just too adorable. Just Bush and Clinton sitting around like, this is for us. Like, you yeah. Know? yeah. <laughs> Nobody else. <laughs> <laughs> There's a secret, like, a bunker where just a bunch of cute-ass footage. And they're like, ha Like, we got one alien. He talks in a goofy voice. <laughs> yeah. And he's adorable. And yeah. you can hang out with him. Just don't ruin it for us. He's yeah. awesome. And if, the, if this gets released... And everybody knows about it, it'll change. Wars will stop. Right. <laughs> Peace will come. 
It'll oh, ruin society. Oh, man, I love war. Because <laughs> the octopus, perfectly neat, cool animal, but not an alien. The main springboard for stories like that is that there was a study published in Nature, which is a very highly ranked journal. Yeah. Like it's, it's a very big deal. In 2015, and there was one section of it, and this is how it's described in Nature, quote, it's the first sequence genome from something like an alien. Jokes, neurobiologist Clifton oh, Ragsdale no, of the University joke. of Chicago in Illinois, <laughs> uh, who co-led the genetic analysis of the California two-spot octopus. And that's it. They analyzed the California two-spot octopus, joked about that the DNA is so weird, it's kind of like an alien. And then basically every media outlet that could reported it as octopuses are from space. Yeah. yeah. They're not from here. <laughs> yeah. Even though they're from the ocean. <laughs> right. Yeah. I guess you click through the headline because you're like, but how did, did they like yeah. like drop down? Like when they recover the Apollo with the aircraft carrier, you know, like was it like they fell all the way to the bottom? They or like Watchmen or just like a bunch oh. of. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I do. They would be the most fun aliens because, yeah, they just dropped in our ocean and then they're just sitting here like, okay, I guess I live here now. They don't do anything. Yeah. Let them be there. I don't care. Yeah. And like we're like occasionally eat them. Yeah. And that's it. They're like, yeah, they're just (laughs) hanging out down there. Because octopuses, they are just hanging out and their intelligence is sort of distributed. Like it's not just in their head also. And they're they're called arms, not tentacles, I believe, if you're an expert. But like each arm sort of thinks on its own in in a way. I'm I'm paraphrasing what it actually is. Yeah. But that's what's alien about them is it's just way different from us. That's it. Yeah, different from humans. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I suppose it's hard to get people to click on a headline that's like, breaking, octopuses are not people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty (laughs) straightforward. (laughs) Another cool fact about octopus. (laughs) So that's one thing in the sea that's not an alien. And another is, there's another type of headline, which is basically, somebody found something old on Earth, often underwater. It must be aliens. Yeah. That's basically the whole ancient aliens vibe. I don't know if you guys are into that show or, or thing. There's like a low-key racism to this. Ooh. Because we find something in Africa that's elaborate and we're right. like, look yeah. at that. Must be aliens. Right. And it's oh, like, yeah. oh, you you racist <laughs> ass. Like, it's the idea that these cultures couldn't have possibly built this stuff. Yeah. And taking away that credit and giving it to made-up creatures is just like... It's just so mean. <laughs> I'm not saying that the people who think this are necessarily racist. It's more just that the idea has this like racist yeah. undertone to it. It does seem like nobody thinks aliens helped the Greeks or the Romans. It's always the Egyptians yeah, you're or, right. or yeah. like the Fertile Crescent out there in Mesopotamia. It's yeah. always that kind of stuff. It does feel like we're always taking something away from the cultures when we're crediting it to aliens instead of trying to figure out how they did it. Yeah. That's so true. Yeah. And I'm sure, like, in the future, people will maybe think that of our things. I hope so. That would be cool. Yeah. The fire creatures that live in our hell earth mm. will look back at whatever they found from ours. <laughs> Those fire creatures, yeah. Yeah. Surely humans could not have made the Cracked Podcast. <laughs> yeah. It's too good. Yeah. <laughs> That's our new trailer. Exactly. Uh, exactly. <laughs> Alex, have you ever considered, because I've considered this recently because I've done a lot of podcasts, you could be someday from a future civilization recreated into AI because your voice is mm. and everything you say has been recorded for so long. Oh. Like they could plug well, it all, all into all a machine. Us, really. Yeah. And they could yeah. do, do Mujan's many characters on Mission to Z. Thank so yeah. you. Yeah. Good plug, good plug. Yeah. Recreate <laughs> us into robots. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
Or they can do, you know, that recently they found that mummy or that thing and the the pharaoh and they figured out what sort of voice he would have had based yes. on. Yeah. They could do the reverse where based on our voices they could create this model of what believe we would look like. Right. Like our voices give away. Who knows? Maybe we have like genetic material coming out of our right. voices that they could use to reconstruct human races. But they're always a little going to be really off. It's going to be so, our heads with tentacles. Yeah. Just tentacles it looks everywhere. Like, I'm pretty sure they got tentacles. It sounds like they got tentacles. Yeah. We got the heads. We couldn't figure out the bodies. Eh, it's just tentacles. <laughs> or they get it exactly right, but I'm like, no, nah, I'm way handsomer than that. Yeah, Come on. Yeah. <laughs> That's wrong. It could be. We'll link about that's such an amazing story of that because isn't it they found a mummy and then they looked at the voice box physically yeah. and then created the sound that would come out of the that throat. That was like, or something. Yeah. <laughs> it was just like, Arr. It was a very derpy sound. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Good luck, aliens. Yeah. <laughs> building us as podcasters. You're going to love it. <laughs> There's a, a few examples here of, for instance, there was a Metro UK headline, which is 10,000 year old pillar under the sea is, and then further quotes, proof aliens visited Earth. No. So there's like no. further little quotes in there. <laughs> yeah. They came to Earth and they're like, we're going to build a pillar. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> right. And 10,000 years ago, when there were people, you know, it could have yeah. been people. And what actually happened is they just found a 10,000-year-old pillar underwater. And then <laughs> the quote in the article is from a UFO enthusiast. And then there's later in the article it says, quote, scientists beg to differ, of course. And then immediately the article launches into what the UFO person thinks. Because that's probably Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this, this is sort of a general news literacy episode, I guess, as well. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> like, watch out for question marks and headlines and yeah. quote marks and headlines. And also anything that's, no offense to UFO enthusiasts, I appreciate them and happy they exist. They shouldn't that's be nice. the number one source of anything UFO. <laughs> yeah. Because, of course, they're going to be enthusiasts about it mm-hmm. and they're going to make it all about UFOs. <laughs> It's like if baseball journalism about my favorite team was yeah. just me. So it's like <laughs> a thousand wins. Yeah, We're going to yeah. do it this year. Like, so the, uh, there's also a lot of just general stuff about the pyramids is another big example where people are like, it just has to be aliens. Yeah, like, oh, and and so we'll, many people worked on those. What really happened is amazing. Yeah. It's the yeah. coolest thing in the world. They just like forgot the whole process, all the human struggle, all the people, all the slaves who worked on it. And they're just like, yeah, but aliens came. <laughs> just, yeah. 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 Because also we'll link, there's a 2015 Smithsonian article with like new research on how the pyramids were built because they found ancient papyrus from a guy who kept like a half-day increment journal of organizing oh. crews on it. Yeah. So and like where they quarried stuff and like there's there's all kinds of amazing details that you can learn about. Yeah. Or you can just hand wave it as aliens, I guess. Again, I think that's why we want aliens to come down because it's a shortcut. It's like it's it's. Deus ex machina for the human race. It's like, and now yeah. there's aliens and they're going to help. Or is it help. disappointment in ourselves that like thousands of years ago we were able to create something so magnificent, but then oh. since then we truly haven't progressed or like we didn't progress exponentially. We just, every know. once in a while we have little spurts and we're just disappointed. They're like, it can't be us. We don't do great things. This might be controversial, <laughs> but yeah. I think the Luxor in Vegas kicks the pyramid's ass. Whoa. Like we got well, a light coming out of that And one. they got a buffet. Structurally speaking, <laughs> yes, yeah, structurally speaking. I'm not talking about like historically speaking. That's a way better pyramid. Like it's sure. got an elevator in it. Like yeah, yeah. rooms has... to sleep in. Uh-huh. I mean, come on. You can gamble in there. Yeah. <laughs> no, no joke. It has an esports arena. Yeah. Uh, that's pretty cool. What? Yeah. yeah. Does the pyramid have an esports <laughs> arena? I don't yeah. think so. Yeah. It has an arcade. My parents left me out for hours when yeah. I was a kid. So uh, yeah, that's my memory. <laughs> yeah, the pyramids are bad. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, yeah. screw them. <laughs> rocks. 
that's a lot of media literacy there. It's just stuff to watch out for. And then we've got uh, hoaxes here is kind of the final of the three categories because there's a few pretty common kinds of hoaxes that y'all can just ignore now mm. uh, out there in the world. One of them, crop circles. Uh, we, we all know crop circles from the movie Signs and, and from life. Mm-hmm. The whole thing. Yeah. yeah, and crop circles, it's another one of these things like Roswell or Area 51 where – we know like exactly where it started and who did it and why it happened. And the Keith Smithsonian article we'll link talks about how two guys named Doug Bower and Dave Chorley in Wiltshire, England in 1976 made what they called a flying saucer nest that looks like a crop circle in a wheat field. And there had been like a few like rumors or events that, that they were drawing on, but According to the article, they were both having a drink one evening. Oh, no. And Bower said to Chorley, quote, let's go over there and make it look like a flying saucer has landed. <laughs> Best ideas wow. come from that start. That's, yeah, they were in the pub. Yeah. So the idea, it's supposed to show like a flying saucer landed here. So it's an imprint in the shape of a circle. Yeah. And so that makes it even weirder when it becomes those elaborate shapes. Because mm-hmm. it's like, well, that's not the purpose of what they're supposed to be. They're supposed to be just a saucer landed here. Yeah. It's not a saucer landed here and then just like flew around the field to make beautiful art and left. <laughs> Maybe that's just what they do. Yeah. Flying <laughs> saucers are beautiful. They're just, co- they're just, they just magical just, dancers. They saw Earth and they're like, I want to draw. Yeah. <laughs> What's an alien first name? Uh, Fork. Fork. So Ted. F- yeah, so For- Fork's flying it, and Ted comes over and says, Fork, we just need to start taking off and landing. Yeah. Like, that's all we do. And Fork's like, I'm not giving up my art. Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't just, like, I don't, I'm not just a pilot, I'm a dancer. <laughs> I'm an artist. <laughs> they yeah. will remember me. And then every harvest season, they're like, well, you're eating it? No. <laughs> We're going to have to come back next year. They're Philistines. Right. They see the like Halloween mazes and they're like, yeah, that's what you do. (laughs) These guys should be taking more credit. They're like really cool looking. Like it's such a cool thing. thing. And it takes probably a lot of effort Mm. to do. Yeah. You have to think of like what something would look like aerial wise and like make it. Good for humans. Humans. Yay. (laughs) It is laborious. Like it's not. It's it's a lot of work to give to someone else. (laughs) Yeah. But also, I understand cornfields because on the octopus thing, if there was every any plant that I feel like came from another mm. planet, it's corn. What's what's mm. the deal with that cob stuff? Like we don't have anything else that does that that I know of. That's crazy to think about because the corn lobby is such a big thing in the U.S. government. Yeah. So if you think about it, mm. big hands. The aliens brought us yeah. corn. They're like this sort of looks like corn something that syrup. would grow on your planet, but not really. And corn's in everything. Uh huh. Maybe corn is the alien. Yeah. Maybe corn has taken over. We figured it Man. out. We've been invaded. Yeah, and we don't even realize it. Just when I thought we disproved aliens. Yep. Uh, loops back around. They're like, uh, yeah, eat us. Yeah, <laughs> do we it. get like yeah. <laughs> The Smithsonian article really goes into detail about which crops, which I, I had never thought about, but it says, quote, crop circles have been reported worldwide in a multitude of crops. In southern England, which sees the most activity, Circle makers tend to concentrate on canola, barley, and wheat because hmm. these grow and are harvested in an overlapping pro- progression. Canola, April through May. Barley, May through June. Wheat, June till early September. In recent years, the occasional rudimentary pattern has been found in corn, extending the crop circle season as late as October. <laughs> End quote. <laughs> so it's almost like another farming project or yeah. something. Yeah. Like, got, like, oh, it's June. You can't do it in, in wheat. Are you crazy? It's, it's barley time. Barley circles. Yeah. Why? (laughs) 
And I think it's something aliens wouldn't really think about. But humans who are just being weirdos right. would yeah. think about it. And the article says that Doug Bower now tells friends that he wishes he had kept quiet and continued his nocturnal jaunts in secret. Uh, you know, instead of letting yeah. people oh, know yeah. that it was man-made in the yeah. first place. Because Not that it mattered. Him telling people, it's like, yeah, no one listened anyway. Yeah, and then he probably got a lot of copycats, and yeah. they took credit, probably. Like exactly. Yeah. Yeah. The article describes something that I never thought about, but it's a term called astension, which is a folklorist term for false evidence created to corroborate an existing legend, like when people fake pictures of the Loch Ness monster mm-hmm. or fake evidence of ghosts. You know, right. a lot of these crop circles and alien things are people just being like, "This legend is out there." Yeah. I can like spend the afternoon making a thing yeah. that confirms it. And get like the news to come over and get to be on TV. You know, it's yeah. fun. Because also so much of this alien stuff comes in like the 20th century when there's mass media, right? Like I feel like everybody wants to be on TV. Yeah. yeah. Everybody I think wants to be on their side of a conspiracy too. Like we like tricking people, right? Yeah. I guess that's why magicians exist. It's just like a whole people whose job is to be like, I tricked you. And it's like, yeah, I mean, we know you're not magic, but cool. Like, I think everybody likes that stuff, spreading a mythology, being part of a conspiracy. It's fun. Just knowing something that other people don't. Yeah. Another hoax here, it's indicative of a whole type of hoax, but the hoax is the Arecibo reply. Because a lot of times, like, the government or SETI or some kind of organization will do something earnestly to search for aliens. They'll be like, we don't know where they are. Maybe this will catch yeah. them. And there was something called the Arecibo Message, which was the Arecibo Observatory in Puerto Rico. In 1974, a team of astronomers advised by people like Carl Sagan broadcast like a simple pictorial hello type message to the globular star cluster M13 in the hopes that they would notice us. And so then that was real. And then in 2001, people decided to do a reply in the style of the message, but in the medium of crop circles in England. Oh, uh, it's just more crop circles. Why, it's would, okay. why would the aliens do that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if anything, it'd be like a text. Like they get the hello and they just ignore it. They just be like, eh, like Earth. Right. There's nothing going on. <laughs> well, it's there. funny to think that those crop circles are just aliens texting each other. They're like, mm. sup, you up, and you like fly by. You're like, oh, Ted was there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> yeah, we're just a popular flyby area. So they're like, if you need to leave a note, just put it on this earth here. We'll get it. Yeah, leave a note on the England. Yeah. Don't. yeah. <laughs> so people are just being goofy dicks. The message showed like, a, it's sort of like that golden record on Voyager. Like it was a set of like, this is vaguely what human DNA looks like and vaguely what our bodies look like. Yeah. And then the fake reply added silicon instead of carbon. And then had a bigger head because, you know, big heads. Big sure. heads. It's just all the same made up story over and over again yeah. all the time. I get our need yeah. to send this stuff out, though. <laughs> Sending messages into space. Yeah, that's like, fine. That's, yeah, just in case. Yeah. There's one more hoax here, and this is an alien autopsy video. And, Classic. And this is a podcast, so you won't see anything gross. Mm-mm. Great. Uh-huh. But if you want to, there's a link to see this black and white film released in 1995 it depicts the standard teardrop humanoid that's in everything. One of those getting dissected, and then it was passed around as real until it was debunked, because obviously it's fake. The story is it's the guy claims to have actually seen a real autopsy video, and then it degraded, so he remade it. Yeah. And that's what the video that came out is. And that's adorable. Yeah, because you, you dug into that article there, Dave, and, and found that first they were saying it was just a real video of it, and then yeah. they got caught. Yeah. And then they were like, oh, well, when we said it was real, we meant that we saw one 
but like the tape wore out. Yeah. Yeah. And I think like, when people ask me, is it? And then they even degrade it more. Like, okay, fine. We. <laughs> it was a couple <laughs> And the detail that the cameraman in the interview, the original interview about this, turned yeah. out to be a homeless man that was no. picked up off the street and used for it. It's like, Jesus, you guys. Jesus. Yeah, this. <laughs> Because the the Time article, again, is a 1995 video. And then in 2006, there was a TV investigation by British TV presenter Ah. and journalist Eamon Holmes. And it was a show that aired in Britain. And they found that in the process of investigating it, one of the makers of the video admitted that he had sold Fox a fake tape of an alien autopsy. Because it was aired on Fox in the U.S. They'll, They'll show anything. And then he said again, like, well, the real tape degraded, so I had to remake it. Uh, So he and his partner built a set, hired actors, and filmed their restoration so they'd have something to pitch. And then the cameraman in the Japanese TV interview was a homeless man that he picked up off the street. Yeah. It's like a a Will Ferrell movie or something. Like it's a real, (laughs) it's a series of ridiculous lies. It's insane insane that it would even air. Yeah. People would never investigate where it came from. Like, ah, seems good. Well, I think they they probably couched it in a lot of the headline question marks and the quote marks. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think ultimately (laughs) everything we've talked about, right, is it's a lot of those sci-fi or Fox specials where they're like, just get anybody who will say there's aliens. Adding question marks and it's talking to anybody who will will tell you what you want to hear. Yeah. Yeah. And that's most of this stuff. That video could only even last for so long then. I don't, it would be destroyed immediately now. It could never see the light of day. Do you guys feel like an alien autopsy video would ever go on air again? This was yeah, our, not on TV. Or is, it, or is it past our time? The new season of the X-Files, they have an episode about how Mulder, the internet has kind of ruined this stuff for him, where it's like really? everything's everything's a damn hoax. Like everything's been proven now. <laughs> yeah. And like because we have we all have cameras, it's like if there was evidence, like right. you'd think we'd have it, you know, people would be able to actually like film it on their phones or live stream it. For one thing, I like debunking the obviously fake alien evidence so then when the real kind, we can understand it and get it. That'd be neat. I feel like we should, as a society, we should stop doing all these fake alien stories and just have real science and shows like The X-Files. And those are the two tracks we're on, right? Like that that seems like our solution, right? We do that. Yeah, I don't think we can help ourselves. I think this is related to the reason we always think the apocalypse is coming. And it's that. I think every generation wants to be the most important, right? Mm -hmm. We want our generation to matter the most. And so it being the last would be important or it being the one where aliens show up would be important. But like the truth is maybe there are aliens out there and maybe we don't encounter them in our society for a really long time from now. My fantasy is that aliens will come and they'll solve our problems, but they'll also think we're adorable. And they'll be really condescending and we'll have to like struggle with our egos where they're like, here's a replicator, you dumb little humans. We're like, I don't know if I want this. They're such dicks to us, but they're giving us such good technology. If they have replicator technology, that would explain why they don't respect our farms. Yeah. They'd be like, yeah, Yeah. you don't don't need these. What are you doing? Uh, We'll just draw on them. You eat food. What is that? That's (laughs) very simple. You have stomachs. Okay. (laughs) I want them to treat us like squirrels where they're like, here's free food, but you got to eat it out of our hands. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, I I guess. I think they think we're insane that we sleep. Like that's the idea of sleep is insane. And the fact like, okay, oh, wow. Eight hours a day. They're just gone. (laughs) (laughs) That's very weird. We're 24 hour, 24 7 or 80 sides, whatever aliens speak. Society, like we don't have sleep. Yeah, they got that space cocaine. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) Let's not find space cocaine yet. Dust. (laughs) 
<laughs> That's what they call it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we're we're space aliens with space cooking. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're from the main planet. Yeah. We're from we're somewhere else. <laughs> Folks, that is the episode for this week. My thanks to David Christopher Bell and Mujan Zulfagari for helping me check if there's intelligent life somewhere out in space because there's ridiculous fake evidence of it here on Earth. In our footnotes, you will find the many cracked sources and outside sources, because we always feature both, used to assemble this episode. Special thanks to Vox.com for their work on Area 51 and to Smithsonian for their work on Roswell and on crop circles and so much more. And a reminder, please check out the podcast Mission to Zix, featuring Mujan Zulfagari as the team's spaceship and as many other characters. Also, please check out and support Gamefully Unemployed. Uh, you can search that name, Gamefully Unemployed, on Patreon. It's a fantastic set of podcasts and live streams and more from our guest, David Christopher Bell, and also a uh, great cool dude, Tom Ryman. And beyond all that, our theme music is Chicago Falcon by the Budos Band. This episode was engineered by Lyra Smith at Little Everywhere in wonderful Glendale, California. It's a great spot. It was also edited by the one and only Chris Souza. Thanks again to him. And if you love this episode, that's great. If you hated it, please let me know about it on social media. That's right, social media. The source of the recent push to invade Area 51. As far as I can tell, it started on Facebook it also involved people wanting to do Naruto runs at Area 51. And if you didn't understand what I mean by that, that's probably good. You probably spend a more reasonable amount of time on the internet than me and, and keep it up. My Twitter account out there on the internet is at Alex Schmitty. My Instagram is at Alex Schmitztagram. And I'm on the wider internet at my website, alexschmitty.com. That's got my show dates, uh, my fun email newsletter of free internet stuff tips, and so much more. And I'm here to say we will be back next week with more Cracked Podcast. So how about that? Talk to you then. Study at the world's only film school dedicated entirely to comedy. The Harold Ramis Film School at the Second City in Chicago, greatest city in the world, is looking for diverse applicants of all experience levels and backgrounds. Apply by May 18th for their year-long program starting this fall in Chicago. Go to RamisFilmSchool.com or call 312-883-1241 to schedule a tour or to attend their next open house.